So what would you say is your dream vacation? I'll go first. I say Yellowstone will probably be my dream vacation. Hear me out. I lived in Wyoming and I lived there during the pandemic. So uh, it was closed while I was there and I never got to go. And you can fly all these other places, but I feel like Yellowstone is something that I would want to experience at least once. That's mine. That's a pretty good one. I was there for like a week one time and it was really enjoyable. Oh, man. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, you got to go I'm to Old Faithful. The, <laughs> yeah, the whole nine yards is great. All right. So, who, what's yours? Uh, I mean, I think like Cancun with my boys. I think that's yeah. something on my on my list. Like, just uh, go have uh, go to like an inclusive or all inclusive resort, and you know, just drink, enjoy the time, enjoy the weather, enjoy the beach. Yeah, Cancun. I've been yeah, it's too touristy for me, but I like Cancun. It's beautiful. Yeah. I want to go somewhere and not see any other Americans. <laughs> I feel you on that one. Just people yeah. in general. Yeah. All right, yeah. What about you, Carl? I would go camping along the lines of not seeing anyone camping in the middle of nowhere in Canada. Ooh. Yeah. Canada. I want to go. Where in Canada? Oh, like, is there like uh, a region? Way Ontario. Yeah. Because they have just because all the all the lakes and whatnot that they have up there, the Canadian Rockies would be really cool too. Um, and hopefully, the, I'd love to see the Northern Lights up there. That'd be, That'd be pretty that. sick. Yeah, that's one of those like bucket list things that I always wanted. I've always wanted to do is see the Northern Lights. So. So welcome to the podcast. This is Hawks on the Hill. Uh, I'm D. Uh, I guess I'm kind of like host, and these are my co-hosts. <laughs> Am I supposed to get into it or? Okay, yeah, yeah I'm Nick. I'm also co-host. Uh, D's kind of leading the boat, but uh, I'm on the ship. So, all right, getting All right. I'm, I'm Kyle. <laughs> The other co-hosts. Okay. Yeah, like I said, we got fourth, but he's kind of like doing his own thing. So we'll have him on at some point. And that's the other Feldman. Uh that's Alex. All right. I think we we should talk jump it off and talk about um my coats and Nick's Vikings. Um and I'm not going to even talk about the game because the game pretty much uh, gave me a heart attack. For itself. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, yeah. yeah. You had Matt Ryan. I mean, we're down to 33 points. So I don't want to be like LeBron. Should have known. Anything, but yeah. We knew right. better. Should have known. Yeah, knew better. It's it's Matt Ryan in a big lead. Should have known better. Halftime, should have known better. But uh, I think – if you're if you could fire an interim coach, I would do it. But anyways, um, 
I liked Frank Wright, and I thought Frank Wright got the raw end of the stick. I think Chris Ballard should be fired, and I'm not one to call for firing people, but I think Chris Ballard is living off of that 20, what was it, 2018 draft class where he got two generational players. I'll say one generational player and one really great player. And if you look at what he's done after that, uh, Brian Kelly was drafted by the previous GM. He did draft Braden Smith. He's a solid starting tackle in the league. But let's be honest, what has he done since being GM of this team? The one number one position that you have to have in the NFL, he has not gotten right. He has had a different starting quarterback since he's been the GM. And I get it. Andrew Luck retiring isn't his fault. The the previous regime did not protect him well at all, and it hurt him. But at the same time, his refusal to draft a quarterback and continue to draft people in the sixth, sixth round, like Sam Ellinger and fourth round people like Jacob Eason, of like these dudes we know are not going to be starters in this league. They're going to play four or five years, like three years on practice squads. Like they're not going to be the guys. Like you're not going to find a Tom Brady or Kirk Cousins. You're not going to find late round quarterbacks and just become a starter. Those are like rare. And my to finish my tangent and my rant on the state of the coach, uh, Jim Ursay needs to stop acting like he's Jerry Jones because he's not. And Chris Ballard has to go. To be fair, Jerry Jones needs to stop acting like Jerry Jones. I get (laughs) it, but for at least least he's got three Super Bowl rings. And granted, they've been before we were even born. But like three Super Bowl rings. I think they're four. They have five, but he won three as the owner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But but. saying him him as a soul, like he has three. And... His his team is the most profitable, most valued team in the NFL. I mean, in, in American sports, and I think in world, I'm going to say American sports, I think it's the most valued team in all of American sports. So that says something. Um, yeah, that's my point on the coach. All I have to say is Jeff Saturday better not be our head coach next year. He just should not be our head coach next year. You don't hire someone off of a, off a TV. Just because he played football and he's a, your friend and he played for the team, he's a center, and you hire him off TV, the only person you need to hire off TV to become your coach, his name better start with a P and end with a G, and it better be Peyton Manning. So that's all I got to say about the coach. I, I'm not going to talk about the game because the game is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty interesting what uh, happened with Jeff Saturday getting promoted. I mean, he was four or five-time Pro Bowler. I think he had three or four All-Pro. He's, really He's a good player. He was a really yes. good player. Sometimes great, but go ahead, man. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's times where people come off TV. I know Rick Spielman, he was on ESPN, and he comes off the bench, and, you know, his – he was a pretty successful uh, tenured GM for about 10 years, drafted a lot of all pros. We also got uh, Kevin O'Connell. Mm-hmm. He was also a, a broadcaster before he went on and was a quarterback's coach, moved his way up to our head coach. 
And uh, yeah, but he was last... a head coach, though. Oh no, no, not a head coach. Yes. I mean, Gruden. Gruden was pretty terrible in the draft. I mean, um, I mean, and he also did things off the field, which were the reason he got kind of canceled. But yeah, but he, I wasn't, mean, he was also he wasn't terrible. Bowl, he won a Super Bowl before that point, though. Too, it's not like he had an like he didn't work this way. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like. Jeff Saturday, he was, if I'm not mistaken, he was the only coaching experience he had was high school football. <laughs> yeah, they had a losing record, too. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> like, come that's on. Funny. That is hilarious. Like, <laughs> I mean, the way uh, I look at his tumors say hiring a yes man. Especially what he did. Or his friend. But he also, like, didn't form the staff. He didn't, like, he just inherited everything. And it was kind of a mess. Like, any team with Matt Ryan was not going to be any good. I mean, I know Carson Wentz is, like, really hard to watch. The dude looks like he's go- he's going to get dismantled, like, every I would have rather had Carson. Yeah. Yeah. I would have rather yeah. had Carson this year. We won nine games with Carson. Just saying. Yeah. And Ursay is, you know, Jim Ursay. He doesn't yeah. do – rational thinking and he does not gets too emotional with it yeah Carson Wentz he's a turnover machine you know I mean every way you can get rid of the ball give it to the other team (laughs) he's gonna do it yeah yeah but uh I mean Matt Ryan I don't know how you can possibly think that's the right option I mean like Minshew if you had Minshew with this team I think you're Eight nine one team. I mean, if JT stays healthy, JT's been really banged up. If you give a back that many carries like they leaned on him last year, he's gonna break. I knew down. this. I knew yeah, I knew injury yeah. was gonna happen. I, I mean, there's very there's very few running backs that can withstand that type of beating. Derrick Henry and that's it. Yeah, and, and right now maybe yeah. Adrian Peterson. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. No. And then like you're you know the the. Otherwise, it's literally all-time greats. Like, you're looking at five running backs, maybe total, that can withstand that. Yeah, Walter Payton missed two games his entire career. Yes, and it was with Turf yeah. Toe. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I honestly think you were right. Gardner Minshew probably would be seven, eight wins. But I can think of other quarterbacks. Like, I would have – you know, and I, and I absolutely – I guess this is a nice segue to this to this guy. Absolutely not the I am probably one of the biggest Baker detractors, like, but I would like to see if we would have made this trade, made that trade, and got Baker Mayfield for less money than we we got Matt Ryan for. Yeah, um, yeah and for less got, picks too, for fifth. Yeah, yes, less picks and for uh Behind that offensive line, which has regressed, but now I'm starting to think the regression is partly due to the fact that Matt Ryan is a statue. Um, yes, I think I think him behind that offensive line, having Jonathan Taylor back there, because we saw what he did in Cleveland when he had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and serviceable wide receivers. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about OBJ and Jarvis Landry, but Donovan Peoples Jones. Higgins, um, and Joku, um, people like that, serviceable people. Michael Pittman Jr. isn't the best wide receiver in the league. He's not 
a number one in me, but he's a solid number two. Paris Campbell, if he's healthy, is solid. Um, which brings me to another. Why the hell did Chris Ballard draft three tight ends in one draft? Anyways. Um, <laughs> that was like when the Bears had like 27 <laughs> tight ends in their roster and they took uh, yes. the guy from Notre Dame. Yes. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And he's the only one on the roster still. Anyways, um well, yeah, to be fair, Jimmy Graham should have never been on the roster to go on. Yeah, they, he he robbed you guys. Oh, God. <laughs> he held you up at gunpoint and robbed you. Uh I think I think um Baker Mayfield probably would have given us a better shot. And I am not a Baker Mayfield fan. So I just want people to know. You're going to sense a common theme once you listen to this podcast. I'm one of the biggest Baker Mayfield detractors. The guy to me is not a guy I would like to play with. I guess, okay, he would probably be a guy I'd like to play with, but a guy outside of that I would hate to play against. Um, And the other way, where, like, he might do something that's so stupid, like planting flags on your logo. Uh, Anyways, uh, I guess that's He's out there, like, headbutting – Teammates, I mean that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, football guy. I guess. I mean, not smart, well, but it's, it's a, he's a football guy. Honestly, I think I want to. I sh- I want to ask this point, like two parter. Where do you think he's going to end up next year? Where he'd be a good fit? And then secondly, with starting quarterbacks in the league that we know are going to be starters next year on their teams, where does he rank? Like in terms if of like raging quarterbacks, or like, are you saying he's yeah? Like, where, I think where he's would like you, a top like twenty five quarterback? Yeah, I think top twenty five is pretty at like I see him sitting around like the twenty two ish range. Honestly, I think he's going to be starting on the Rams. What about Stafford? I think Stafford might be done. Yeah, I mean because. Isn't he having issues with his back again? Isn't that like part of the issue? Yeah. Yeah. What does he have to prove at this point? I mean, he's not going to the Hall of Fame, but like, what does he have to prove at this point? He got that Super Bowl. Um, That team looks, I've never seen a team go to win a Super Bowl and look as bad as they look. Um, I know they've been injured, but they look bad. But I think the Baker may be. Go on. Go ahead. No, you said they oh, lucked into the Super Bowl. To to some degree, if they would, I don't think they would have had the same result if they played the Chiefs. Like I think that was a Bengals team that was. That's obviously really promising. Honestly, I think they might be. I think they at this point right now might be better than the Bengals team that was you know in the playoffs last year. And I think they were kind of coming into their own during that period of time, and just play really well against the Chiefs. And I think that the offensive, offensive line, line is really bad. Or last year, yeah. the offensive line was really bad. They got four new starters. Yes, they had a yeah, dog-awful yeah. offensive line. Terrible. Yeah, versus a defensive line that had, uh, you know, multi- Aaron Donald, uh, Vaughn Miller, um, I mean, yeah. that right there, those are two future Hall of Fame guys. <laughs> like, like, yeah. 
It's funny you say the Chiefs uh, Chiefs matchup because I think honestly I still think the same result happens. I think the Rams end up winning because I didn't that Chiefs offensive line wasn't great, and it's kind of the reason they lost the Super Bowl against the Bucks because their offensive line was so injured. Um, yeah, I don't think I think maybe the left side would have been okay, but they just would have lined Von Miller on the right side and put Donald in the middle, and it just would have been over. I just don't think – I think at some point the Rams' defense was just that much better than the Chiefs' defense. And when it came down to it to get a stop, we saw what happened. Like when you needed that stop, like Aaron Donald, Von Miller, those guys, even though Jalen Ramsey was getting torched. Yes. Uh, the the front seven pretty much decided that game in that second half. So – Yes. Mainly that fourth quarter and that last drop. So I think I don't know. I think in the end, Patrick Mahomes is great and he's a far better quarterback than Matthew Matthew Stafford. But I don't think he would have been enough. Yeah. Even with Tariq Killen, that probably would have been the X factor. Obviously, Tariq Killen, Tariq Killen, um, Travis Kelsey. But I just don't think Mahomes would have had enough time because at some point. Von Miller is a big play guy. I mean, big game guy. Like he did the same thing in that Super Bowl against the uh, the Panthers. So, yes, I mean, the, to be fair, that front seven was so stout. That was the reason why they beat Tampa. Also, yeah, I, agree. I mean, Tampa—they had a hell of a comeback there. That that was just Brady in his prime, or well, yeah. I mean, his continued prime. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. If it wasn't for that Cooper Cup, uh, like. 50 or 60 yard catch at the end of regular regulation. That would have been a Tom Brady Super Bowl championship. I think they I think they would have still lost to San Francisco. I don't think I, I'm not a Tom Brady guy either. I can't stand a guy um on the field. I think he's a nice guy off the field. I just can't stand a guy. Um <clears throat> I think honestly. That's probably my Super Bowl pick this year is the 49ers coming up. If Jalen Hurts is hurt, like if he legitimately is hurt, San Francisco's winning the NFC. They just look like they're – like the fact that you can just put in a third-string a third string quarterback who's un, who's not undrafted, the last pick in the entire draft, and yes. not miss a beat, and actually look better with him than you did with your starter, I don't know. I mean, to be, to be fair, Purdy looks better – in the NFL than he did in college. I never saw him play at State. I have seen, to be fair, I don't go and specifically watch Iowa State games for obvious reasons as being, you know, a Hawkeye. But whenever they played Iowa, he did, like, I I think it was his junior year. It might have been his – Nick, was it his junior year that he threw, like, three picks and, like, 100 yards with, like, a completion percentage of, like, 50%? It was it was something like that. I mean, he was – he never beat the Hawkeyes a single time. No, I – and I, every wow. time they played, he looked not good. It is a team sport, though. I mean, to be uh, outside yeah. of running back and quarterback over the past, like, six years, has been better at every position, basically, so – yeah, and and to be I fair, mean, the Hawkeyes' with, defense last four years has been great. 
Oh yeah, it's been phenomenal. I mean, it made it also made Brees Hall look like nothing. And we know how good he is in the league. So, yes, I mean he was absolutely phenomenal, and yeah, I think he had like thirty yards against on like ten carries against the, the Hawks. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. So I that brings me back to the Baker Mayfield question, Nick. So like. You guys say he'd be a top, like a top 25 quarterback in the league, a starter. All right, where do you think he's going to end up next year? I mean, I think, like you pointed out, Indianapolis, that'd be a good spot. I could see Seattle, depending on what they do with Geno. Um, if they want to just bring in a competition, that's like the Pete Carroll thing, just like competition, competition, competition. But I think that'd be a good fit. Luck? You just release him? Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a free yeah. agent, I think, so. Yeah. And I don't think up. anyone's going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that experiment's kind of done. Like, he had his time Houston, on the team, but go on. Yeah, I think Houston, they could be a pretty good place for Baker. Mm, I know he's back this. But they have the number one overall pick, so I think they're probably going to end up taking Stroud. This is kind of a garbage quarterback class. I feel Man, like it's. They're probably going to yeah. end up taking Stroud, especially if Stroud wins the, nat- the Natty. You think they're going to pick Stroud over uh, over uh, Young? Well, Levis? I think if you if, – if you, I really don't get Levis because I've never seen him play, and he plays for a lesser-tier school in the SEC. But I think um, – you know what I think is going to happen? And sorry, I know it's two white guys on here, and I'm the one black guy, and I'm going to pull the card. But – I'm going to pull it. I think they're going to do it, – it's, it's Houston, so I don't know. But, like, I think he'll probably get picked before the other two just because they're going to say he's a prototype and he's got all the – he's the first in and last out type stuff they're going to say about – because the other two quarterbacks are black and one of them goes to Ohio State, so people have an Ohio yeah. State quarterback stigma. Yeah, which that's, is that's so it, stupid. They haven't, they, haven't, they haven't been good, though. I'm gonna be honest. They haven't. Justin Fields is slowly turning that around, but he's one in like. And Dwayne he's Haskins, rest too, in peace. Kyle, I know you're a Bears fan, but he's Fields is running around too much, and exactly what is gonna happen every time he pulled his hamstring, or I don't know if that was a knee injury. No, again. he's sliding, was, but that was a that was a cramp, and I don't think. I, I think cramp, that's yeah. lack of hydration. Yeah, I think that's lack of hydration. Uh, I watched that game as well, and he did. Like, I had a problem with earlier in the season, he would just – and to get those extra few yards, he would put his shoulder down and try to run guys over. Like yeah, he did no, with that's... that touchdown against the Lions. But he yeah, slid I saw that pretty much every time me. or went out of bounds. Yeah. So No, he should not be running as and much Nick, as he did this season. Yeah. And he even said it. He doesn't plan on running this much. But he kind of has to do it out of necessity. Yeah, Before the game, team, he but... said he wanted – before the game, he said he wanted to break uh, Lamar Jackson's record for most rushing. That was after the game, though. Oh, was it after the game? Yeah, he said well, since I, he – so the statement was like they asked him, are you going to try to do this every year? And he said, no, sir. And he said, you know, a 1,000 yards is great. It's good to be in that company. And then someone asked, like, so what do you think about the record? He said, well, since I'm this close, I might as well get it. So basically what he's saying is, I'm this close. I'm probably not going to be this close ever again. And let's be honest, he probably won't. 
because I feel like yeah. Lamar's probably going to break it again at some point. Um, so why not get it? If you're like 206 yards away, 207 probably, I think, whatever. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think right, that's like Kyle, a waste of, go ahead. it's a waste of time to like kind of go for that stat, but. All right, Kyle, Nick, get to your root. Why are you not a, I know you're also like same division, but it doesn't really matter. But like, why are you a Justin Fields detractor? He runs around too much. I mean, I've never seen that accuracy. He's got like, it feels like Mitchell's, I'm watching Mitchell Trubisky all over again. I know I had, oh, no. I had to watch him oh, the Steelers no. game. He's he doesn't got accuracy. I mean he's got a cannon. I think he's he's a he's tremendously bigger than Mitch, and he's also extremely athletic like Mitch. Mitch could play like he could play linebacker. He could play. Mitch could play. I don't so know if Mitch's positions. body would let him do that. He would get he ended up getting injured most of the time when he ran. Mitch is paper mache. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Mitch gets hurt a lot, but he's got like the he's got the size, he's got the speed to be like a middle linebacker in the NFL. Um, yeah. He could also play some type of Taysom Hill tight end role. Um, so you saying you're seeing Mitch Trubisky 2.0 with Justin? Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I, I, okay, so I don't uh, go ahead, Kyle. You're a Bears fan. Go ahead. I would completely disagree with that. Because the diff- the difference between the way that like when you look at the way that Mitch and Fields play, when you watch them, it's completely different. There was when you watched Mitch, there was a lot of like you know stat padding stuff, stuff that gave him you know stats that looked good. But when you watched it, there was always those those throws that were like boneheaded decisions that were just like drop picked. And like the reasons why they were dropped is because they were just like so far off target that the DB couldn't make a play off of it. And a lot of the stuff was stat padded with a offense that had, you know, I'm not, it wasn't a stacked offense by any stretch of the imagination, but an offense that was substantially better than the one that Fields is playing behind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the defense the same was tremendously level. better for Mitch, but also true. Yes. The whole team was all around better yes. for Mitch. Yeah, prom Khalil, yes, prom Hicks, yes, Nick Hicks, right? Akeem Hicks, Akeem Hicks, yeah, yeah, prime Kyle I, Fuller, prime, yeah, he had, like just yeah, right. So he had yeah. like a far better team, right? Yeah, like they were calling and, monsters of the midway too, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it was – and now with the with Fangio's scheme, that's basically been, you know, variations of it have been going throughout the league since that year and is, like, one of the major factors on why this year's scoring is so much lower than it has been in, like, 10 years. Actually, it might be longer. I was looking at the beginning of he's the season. He's a good DC. Really no, good he's DC. phenomenal, and his scheme is perfect for this, like – for this idea of, like – for, for the offensive schemes that are, you know, all this like really deep, uh, pushing the ball really deep and like the way that Fangio's defense attacks that has been, it just is, it's a great counter to it. Like 
it's the defensive meta it's become. And oh, you had Mitch playing with that defense before it was the meta, you know, holding teams to like pedestrian numbers when every other team was getting boat raced. And like Fields doesn't have that. Fields has a defense that's horrible. Receivers that can't catch a ball. I mean, our wide receiver won this last week was Equinemius St. Brown, who got, yeah, he got hurt. The- <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're here throwing to <laughs> Simba Webster. <laughs> like, Cole Komet. You know Cole what? Komet's I, okay. Okay. Oh, yes. Cole, Cole Komet Komet's was our be, best like receiving He's going to still be on the roster. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cole Komet's yeah. like the most generic tight end, like starting tight end. He's like okay yeah. at everything. But he's yeah. he's good. Like, I, he doesn't excel at one thing, but he's good at everything pretty much. Like, I think – so here's my here's my viewpoint on Justin Fields and Mitchell Trubisky. It's not even team oriented. It's just them one. I see one guy who progressively gets better every week. I can look at one thing every week and say, and I'm not the greatest. Like I'm not a coach or anything. I just love football. I know a lot of football. I'm being I'm just, not even being modest. I'm being very like I know a lot of football. I watch football. I love it. And he gets better at one at least progresses. Every single week, and yeah, it's like Jalen Hurts. He did, yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be the thing is he won't have the same team Jalen had his third year. His his third year is not gonna be the same because he won't have the same team. But I think his fourth year will be much better. I think honestly, he does have some inaccuracy issues with the short game for some reason. It's weird, like. He can't – sometimes he's just inconsistent with his screens, and it seems like maybe it's a, probably a, a base issue. He comes out of it so fast he doesn't get his feet set, and he just uses well, his I think and slings it. I get that. I, I agree with that. But my main point is Mitch got to a point and never got better. And my thing with Mitch is his decision-making is indecisive. The thing about Justin is he believes what he sees. So the difference between Justin Fields and week eight and Justin Fields, what, week 14, week 15, is he used to roam out of the pocket and get right up to that uh, scrimmage, yard of scrimmage, scrimmage line and just take off. Now he's coming out of that. He's bringing defenders up, and he's throwing out of that. And that is not something he did eight weeks ago. Now he's actually using his legs to throw instead of the opposite. So, like, I think – Mitch never did that because Mitch was a very athletic quarterback. He still kind of is. He's killing my Steelers, but Mitch was a very athletic quarterback. Yeah, I but think he's the a problem zero with Mitch quarterback. is Mitch. Yes, he's a zero. Read. He can't like the, the funny thing is yeah. people talk about Justin Fields reads. He has progressed so much, and it's easy when you're in Ohio State and your first read is open. Why would you go to your other read? So like people saying he's a one read quarterback. Well, if your first read's open, throw it like. So now he's looking at, like, well, my first through third read isn't open. My fourth read, if my third, first and third isn't open, I know my fourth isn't. I'm going to just run it because I'm going to get a sack anyway. So, like, I think to stay on topic and keep us in a time frame, I don't want to go on a tangent because I really think Justin doesn't get the just do because people look at the stats and say, because they didn't watch the game. They look at the stats and was like, he hasn't thrown – he can't even throw for 200 yards or he hasn't thrown for 300 yards. And you don't look at the totality of the game. You don't go down the line and see 
Well, he had six drops. He had, yes. he had that he got sacked seven times. Or the fact that his receivers are dead last in separation. Uh, they're dead. They're yes. they're first in drops. Um, they're dead last in yards after the catch. So like so many other quarterbacks can get. Let's be honest. If we take away Tyreek Hill every year, excluding this year, every year of Patrick Mahomes, all of Tyreek Hill's production every year from Patrick Mahomes' career, he has significantly less yards his entire career by a mile because a lot of what Tyreek Hill did was yards after the catch. Well, name one wide receiver or, or tight end or running back outside of Herbert that is on the Bears that can get yards out of the catch. Don't worry, I'll wait. There really? isn't any. Yeah, I, Mooney, I mean, doesn't, Mooney does not do that. Here's the thing. Mooney's a big bomb threat, but I've watched Mooney all year. I give, I've watched him every, all year. He does not get yards after the catch. No, he's not allowed. No. And I mean, he's a he's a sixth round pick. I think that in terms like he's extremely an extremely successful sixth round pick. And I think that there's a lot of value with him being on the team. Like he's a good player. He's a guy who's going to stay on the team. But the asterisk to that is he's not a number one wide receiver and he's not he's not a he, he's not that he needs another guy next guy. to him. Yeah, yeah, he needs another he's guy. He's not next an X or Y. He's a slug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's why we went out and signed Claypool, which that's a debate, and Bears fans will debate endlessly <laughs> on if it's a good idea or not. And I yeah, think it was an overpay. The Bears on that trade. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit of an overpay. And they're going to turn um, that into another great receiver. What yeah, the Steelers can do is draft receivers. They definitely yes. can do that. Yes. I, I don't want to – all right, go ahead. Tomlin is a phenomenal coach and can handle strong personalities better than I think anyone in the NFL, and it's allowed him to – Well, look at those look at those players when they leave them with those strong personalities. They're just never the same. Or they wear the, wear the other team out. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at, look at that locker room that he was trying to hold together in, what was it, 2018? With yeah, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Big Brown, Mertav- Mertavius Bryant, Big Ben. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that yeah. team was. Don't please don't remind me. Oh, that team was that so funny. Was, that offense yeah. is so good, though. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was cooler bees, man. Oh, it was so much <laughs> fun to watch. Do you, any of you guys watch yeah. Urinating Tree? I've never I've, seen it. You've never seen him. He's a he's a football youtuber and he does uh he's a Steelers fan and he did a whole like video series oh, throughout that entire year he was just like but, I hate this team so much <laughs> all these players are completely unlikable <laughs> I have to just, check that out yeah it's no it's yeah. he's got pretty funny right, cool. content but uh let's let's go ahead let's go ahead and um transition out let's Talk about spotlight players or spotlight teams, either from this last week, this previous week, or next week, or the whole season. Spotlight player. I want to see who your spotlight player is, Nick. Who you got? I got Rashawn Jenkins, safety, Jacksonville Jaguars. His last game. What a pick. So good. 18 total tackles, two picks, including the game-winning pick six in overtime. And, I mean, 
can you get a much better stat line than that in the NFL? I mean, that's that's crazy. If a linebacker gets 18 sacks, how often do you see do you see a player get a, get two interceptions in an in an, in an efficient offense like today's NFL? Blaine Dak Prescott, yeah. Dak Prescott's an easy top 15 quarterback. Yeah, and you know to go out there and you know play like that, bring the game home, keep the playoff hopes alive. Got to give it to Jenkins. What you got, Kyle? Ooh, I think I'm going to go with Jared Goff just because, you know, the, this – Yeah. I like Jared Goff. Like, I think people after his whole uh, – after he got the uh, – his whole deal for what was it, like $32 million at the time, like it was mm-hmm. too much money. Um, yeah. Yeah. F- for who he is, but I think that gave like a lot of people ended up sleeping on him quite a bit. And you know, he's had a really, really good year. And you know, I kind of thought this Jets game was going to be a uh, you know, a test for him because he had you know, obviously 2018 was a phenomenal year for him. And then he went up against a really stout defense in the Bears and threw four interceptions and wasn't been like had not played at, you know, the same level since then. Yeah. And this year he's, you know, gotten back, you know, to playing really well. And the Jets' defense is phenomenal. And, you know, he played relatively decently. Uh, you know what? My spotlight player <clears throat> is going to be a surprise because if you watch the game – Yesterday, you'd be like, why? Jalen Johnson for this week. Uh, Jalen Johnson, for the most part, did a good job on A.J. Brown. I know A.J. Brown ended up having 100 yards. But, like, he had Uh nine receptions, but he had 16 targets. So, I just want to say, like, I I really should give it to that whole Bears secondary because they did a really good job, even though Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown had – 100 yards plus each, you got to look at it. Jalen Hurts just really put those balls in only in a place where only they could get it because the defense was played spectacular. But Jalen Johnson is, when healthy, I think he'll be a really good number one corner on, on the Bears for the foreseeable future. But Jalen Johnson is my spotlight player uh, from just last week just because – I watched the game and I watched, he followed A.J. Brown. He took the toughest task and um, he really did show up. I wanted to go Kyler Gordon, but I stopped myself because I don't want to focus on stats. But Jalen Johnson is my spot. All right. All right, guys. So that, that'll be it for us. This is Hawks on the Hill. I'm D. That's Nick. And that's Kyle. Stay tuned next time. All right.